We have another live show for you guys. We're coming back to New York City because I'm back in town. We put something together for May 15th. We're back at Sesh Comedy. Show starts at 7.30. Doors open at 7 p.m. I'm so excited. We loved Sesh when we were there the last time. I'm pumped to be able to do another show back in New York so soon. So Wednesday, May 15th. For tickets, head to our website at findingmrheight.com slash live. That's findingmrheight.com slash live. You can get your tickets right there. That ticket link will be up as you are hearing this announcement. And the venue is BYOB. So if you want a drink, bring a drink. If you like a Diet Coke, bring a Diet Coke. And we're going to hang out afterwards. We can say hello to everybody. Hope to see you all there. See you there. That's If you want to divide everybody up, that's your way to divide it up. Some people come at you with a fear-based mentality, which is rooted in resentment and anger and upset and ghosting and you know all that. And some people come to you with the love-based mentality, which is compassion and kindness and directness and gentleness and all and loving and all the good things. That's really the only two groups. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Finding Mr. Hart the Podcast. I'm Allie, back with my co-host Rourke. Rourke, hello again. I know. I feel like we just spoke. I know. <laughs> we, we, did. Did. we did. We literally, we recorded Patreon this morning, which like usually we don't record Patreon and pod on the same day. Yeah. And so I'm like, shit, like what am I going to even talk about? I just talked to her. But we do have things that we like earmarked specifically to talk yes. about here. Yeah. Which is good. Okay. Um, I've also gotten significantly more tired since that happened. So. Oh, no. Okay. Well, that's we'll, what's happening we'll, boost, on my we'll boost the energy. Yeah. Um, Take it till we make it over here. Perfect. Okay. I have a lengthy phone throwing story. I'm very excited. You've been holding this for me, gatekeeping, if you will. Yes. Um, and I'm I'm pumped. Hit me. Okay. So it I've actually really had to consider the correct narrative form for this in the sense that how the story chronologically doesn't quite make sense. So okay. So I mentioned to you that my friend Matt was dating this 24-year-old. Yes. Right. So they had been seeing each other for like two months, I think. And oh, I didn't realize it had been that long. Yeah. And um, they're – whatever. It's <laughs> none of my business. So um, he and I – oh, so – so he and I went out to dinner like two Tuesdays ago and um, decided to plan this like group hang where we do a wine tasting and have to, mm-hmm. and it's a blind wine tasting and have to guess yeah. like the price points of the wine. And we were provided the notes. And so we had to kind of like match them and whatever. All that yeah. it proved to me is this is bullshit, but whatever. Wow. Yeah. Um, wine is like a total song for me. Wait, it's funny that that you're saying this though because we'll get into my date that I went on last night in a second. But one of the things that we talked about was like a bunch of different documentaries that we like and he was talking about this one about the wine industry where there was this guy in Japan who was like faking all of these really really old bottles of wine and selling them for like legit hundreds of thousands of dollars. Yeah, is this sour grapes? I have no idea. Okay, yeah. Sour grapes is like the one that everyone really likes, where it's like, like Jay Z is in it. Like he's selling to like all these like really famous people. 
Yeah, I don't, I, I don't know more details about than that. But like we were, but the guy and I from last night were talking about how like I mean I do like wine, but about how so much of it is just the way that people. Oh talk yeah, about I, it. I love wine, and I still think it's crap. But yeah, um, it's like, anyway, it's a scam. So that was the plan. He puts together group text. Uh huh. Right after Matt dinner. does. Yeah, Matt puts together group okay. text right after this dinner. Says like Saturday the. Ninth, uh-huh. like hold that for this event, whatever. It's 13 people are on this group text, okay? And some he invited some work friends who I know I've met like once, but we don't know each other well enough to exchange numbers. So like there are some unknown numbers on this thread, but the only uh-huh. people talking are like our friend group. Yeah. So time passes. Um, this most recent Wednesday... He breaks up with the 24-year-old. Oh. Okay. Okay. He ends it. And he had been trying to like slow fade her. And I was like, have some Matt. fucking balls and come on. End it, dude. So he did. He was clear and ended it. Good. And Glad. my understanding is that she did not take it super well. Okay. And but moving on. So then on Thursday, our friend Dennis sends to the group, he had a, a, like he took a photo of his computer screen that said he had, showing that he had searched for like wine terms. I have a feeling that I know where this phone throwing moment is going. Go on. It has so many twists. Because okay. <laughs> I told you, I texted you, I have a phone throwing moment. And then I was and like, then you had an it update. just massively escalated. Yeah, I, I okay. I'm I'm gonna I'm right. I'm actually typing what I think happened in the okay. in the doc. So anyway, so Dennis um contributes to the group thread, and it's a picture of his computer screen showing, and he says like going to be using a lot of like some um. This was actually the funniest part. Um, he said, "Yeah, going to be throwing around a lot of Lungon Bush on Saturday." Just saying. And our friend responds, what's killing me is the rest of the tabs you have open. Because if you like click in, you can see that he has also Googled tasty rooms near me, build a trellis or a windmill. And what happens if I don't pay taxes? <laughs> what? <laughs> but anyway, so then we're just joking around kind of. And then, of course, like my friend Ian chimes in and goes, that's nothing. I have 78 tabs open. So I responded doing like the alternate like caps lowercase thing. It's not a competition. Anyway, yeah. so like we're all just joking around. Um, t- Like maybe a couple hours past whatever. I get a text from Matt. Okay. Solo, yeah. just me. I was just going to say side note. I love a side text during a group chat. It's the best. Oh, it's very important. He says to me, how do I remove someone from a group chat? So what I wrote down in the doc was, she is definitely on this group chat. Yes, she is. And then he <laughs> says her name. And I, I actually haven't realized yet what she's on. So I said, I need more context. What thread is she on? He says, the massive one where we're all talking about Saturday. <gasps> I said, oh, yeah, you can't. And he says, oh, great. Wait. And I said, yes, yeah, you can. It has to be all- oh, unless somebody doesn't have an iPhone. One of your friends doesn't have Dennis an iPhone. Dennis has an Android. God damn it, Dennis. Wait for it. I said, it has to be all iPhone users to remove someone. There can't be an SMS. He goes, fucking yeah. Dennis. I said, 
I said, just start a new thread, dude. It's no big deal. Yeah. Silence from Matt. Okay. Hours pass. Somebody else contributes that I actually don't have their number. Um, whatever. Wait, I have a question. Yeah. At what point are we at the first phone throwing moment yet that you texted me about? That yes, that is the first. Okay. So she's the on first the chain. Is, the first and is that she's still on. This. Yes. And to where, me, to this emotionally, event. right right now, it's not it's not awkward. It's just kind of like I would say it's like almost like a little sad in that like she yeah. has to be aware, directly aware of the fun that he's still going to have, that we're going to have without her, that his life is clearly marching on. I think we're yeah. fun and funny. She's like, damn, these people seem cool. Whatever. Yeah, that that sucks. It's not, but it is not yet. I'm guessing it's going to go somewhere different. It is not yet personal. Correct. So I immediately side text my two girlfriends, Mary and Anna, and I'm like, she's on the thread. (laughs) And they're like, what? And so like I send a screenshot, obviously, of what like Matt and I just went through. No one knows she's in this. He needs to make a new thread. He needed to – yes, I would also like to say that his side text to me where I said make a new thread was at 3 p.m., okay? Okay. Roll around to 7 p.m. Somebody texts and says, what can we bring on Saturday and what time does everything start? Matt responds and says Saturday starts at exactly 7.30 p.m. Um, You can show up early if you want. There will be a charcuterie board and snacks. Bring good vibes. um, And also, please, BYO wine glass. And somebody says, amazing, thank you, whatever. Make a new chat! 100% make a new chat. Then, an unknown number writes. Oh, no. Hey, guys. I don't think Matt should drink any more wine. It's not helping his tennis game or how to respect a woman. Matt, remove (gasps) me from this chat. (laughs) yes yes because also if i recall correctly you can't remove yourself from an sms group chat either exactly the true she could like only solution make a new chat yeah like she could like mute it or something so that she's not getting notifications but she can't she can't like stop the texts from coming unless I unless I suppose she went through and blocked every single number in the chat. Right. Which would be insane. That I mean that that's that should not be her cross to bear. Exactly. So, first of all, it's so funny that on the Patreon we talked about that conversation about sort of like 20 women like 20 something women versus 30 something women. Yeah. This is how Young 20-somethings become hardened, cynical 30-somethings. Yes, frankly. this is exact. I was just thinking when you said that you advised Matt not to slow fade her, in my head, I was thinking like, yeah, don't fucking do that because that yep. is what is going to create a narrative in somebody's head that that's what people do. Yeah. Anyway, so do I think Matt is innocent here? No. Of course not. Do I think what she said is insane? Yes. <laughs> yeah, that's – I mean – that is really funny. I think she should have side texted him individually. That I think would have been the power move. Agreed. Yeah, I think if that had happened to me, I I would have side texted the guy and said, "Please yeah. start a new chat. Remove me from this chat." I, you know, yeah. I do. I choose totally. not to be part of this. Please unsubscribe. <laughs> yes, um, I would like to be excluded from this narrative. Um, narrative. Yes, that's exactly what I was thinking. 
I want to talk about the text a little bit because I think that so our friend group we dined out on this the entire yeah, what night happened last night. At, so oh yeah so the, actually follow up I should have asked the question what happened after that like did anybody respond in that chain so Anna oh responded God. noted <laughs> which I think is amazing <laughs> noted with thanks yeah because it's like neutral but like also like Matt's our friend so like so well, yeah and then we started our own chat. And oh Matt has the fucking gall to then side text me again with shrug emoji, laugh cry emoji. And I said, Matt, why didn't you start a new thread before sending all the time and shit? Like when I told you this afternoon and he said, Rourke, you sometimes makes mistakes. It, it's really insensitive. It is. It, it, was, it was really insensitive of him to yes. do that. Yes. And I knowingly do that. Because we yes. know, based on your conversation, that he fully knew that she was in this chat and yet continued to talk in it. Yes. Yes. Oh, the other note that I want to make that obviously will not um, translate unless you see it is that if you are going to send what I'm sure is a workshopped like group chat message in uh-huh. sort of defiance in this way... Do not reveal that you have workshopped it by leaving in things like double spaces. There is a double space between a and woman. Revealing editing. Huge error. Reveal editing. Oh, because if you really double if you really double spaced, it would be a period. I've uh, never... Yes, I believe she like deleted a word. Or like she like she clearly was either copying, pasting stuff around, deleting, whatever. That would never um, occur to me. I would never have noticed that. Oh my god! I always notice a double space because it shows workshopping. Oh, I've never even thought about that. Oh my gosh! But now that I'm thinking about it, like if you truly double space in between a word, an, an iPhone at least will insert a period. It's like oh, it's like impossible yes. to have a double space if you haven't deleted something. Yes, but I but that has never occurred to me until this moment. But you're right. Oh yeah, I'm a. I love noticing shit like that. But yeah, so we so of course like sweet like like I said, none of us knew except until Matt texted me. And so like right. sweet Dennis at this party was like I never would have like reinvigorated that chat had I known. Like I feel really not. bad that like I texted. He's like I feel like I started this. And we're like Dennis, no. no you not are your not fault. guilty here. Like not your fault. Don't be ridiculous. Mm-hmm. No, 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 no. Yeah. But anyway, not even slightly. It really livened up about like a tough week oh man mary was like this is a cultural reset like we need we needed this <laughs> god um well i don't have too many updates i mean i did go on a date last night um yeah. the patrons heard all about it um i so well, oh one thing that i do want to mention that we keep saying that we need to talk about more and then we forget yep if you are enjoying this podcast please share it Please review it, post about us, send us to people, especially now that we are engaging with potential advertisers and like about to start advertising. It are our numbers are more important than ever. Yeah. And we've been um, resting on our laurels on self promotion. So the thirst is going to be back in earnest. Yes. Yes. Please. Um, Okay. So I went on, I went on a date last night. Um, a guy I met on Bumble. We're calling him the Catcher. I, as I, so I, like I said, I went into a lot of detail on the Patreon. I will not go into that much detail here. I will suffice to say it was good, not great. It was like a mm-hmm. maybe that will be a yes if he asks me out again. Great. 
I like enjoyed his company for the most part. And when I say for the most part, I I think I was I was very tired. I played a volleyball tournament yesterday and a very last minute decision. So I actually went out on Friday night and while I was out, I was asked to play. Oh man. That's not and your typical so, move before us. No. No. Yeah. So and I because I was out with volleyball. We like played volleyball on Friday night. We like rented a gym randomly and played volleyball. And then we went out to like a beer garden afterwards. And it was while we were at that beer garden, like when I texted you, that somebody dropped from this team. And so a girl I was with was like, hey, do you want to play? And so yeah, so I I don't I do not go out before volleyball tournaments. I also like do a lot of preparation in terms of the food that I buy beforehand, like the the lunch that I have with me. That like, there are a lot of preparations that I do to play from nine a.m. until six p.m. I freaking bet that I, that I did not do, and so I was especially tired. And so I think that part of I, there was like some I was like getting annoyed a little bit at times internally, not towards him, about like a couple things, but I think that I was just salty. Like, I think that I was just, like, tired and, like, a little yes. bit aggravated because I was tired. Yeah. Uh, and I think that's a good example that, like, you never know how you're catching someone on a first date. Mm-hmm. And so this is why I do think that if you feel neutral to positive about somebody, that you should give a second date because odds are you will catch them in a different mindset the second time and everyone will be kind of better off for it. Absolutely. Um, so yeah, so we'll see. Um, you know, I think I definitely thought he was really cute. He, we had a lot of stuff to talk about. We talked a lot about sports. Um, he was kind of like incredulous about how much I know about sports. Did you talk about like your experiences with sports or was it more about like swapping sports trivia? It was my experience with sports the different sports that I've played, the ones I still play, a little bit about one that he still plays um, at like a fairly high level actually and he played it in college. Um, And then professional sports. So like not necessarily sports trivia but like professional sports news, things that are going on. We then started talking like as I mentioned earlier, we started talking about documentaries but the way that we got into that conversation was 30 for 30. Oh, sure. And so we were talking about like our favorite 30 for 30s and he was, again, like incredulous about like my knowledge about like the Fab Five and bad boys and like my favorite 30 for 30s happened to be basketball related Mm. and I don't know that much about basketball, but I – Are you watching the HBO Max Lakers thing? No, but we talked about that and he said it's really good. Yeah, people in LA are like losing their minds over it. Yeah, I want to. And then we started talking about other types of documentaries, so that's how we transitioned to that. But like we didn't talk a whole lot about – who we are as people mm-hmm. or like what we're looking for or like the, like those kinds of things. And I didn't really realize that until I was on my way home. I think I was just like caught up in the flow of this conversation about a topic that I really like. Yeah. Like it, I think it would have been a perfectly appropriate conversation for like a, an eighth or ninth date. Like mm. somebody that I know. Yeah, yeah. Just sort of like shooting the shit over – Exactly. And we just happened to talk about sports the entire time. Like it wasn't weird that we talked about that. I am very interested in the things we talked about. Yeah. It just wasn't like your quote unquote typical first date, which isn't good or bad, but I feel like I I want to go out with him again to get a better sense of who he is. Yeah. And I think you could spin it to say it's a good thing in, in a way of saying like, 
if you're comparing it to somebody that you know quite well that you would kind of pick up a hangout with, then that's a potentially a positive thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's funny. I actually like I met I like made a new friend on Friday and we shared well, an Uber fun. home. And, at karaoke. Um, yes, actually at karaoke. Amazing. Um a coworker like organized it and the people that came actually a lot of us were like meeting each other. It was a very, it was a big like blend of friend groups and a lot of us like didn't that. know each other. And um, I coincidentally lived two blocks from one of the girls. And so we shared an Uber back and it was, I felt like we were on a first date where I was like, so like, are you an only child? Like any siblings? And then we got out of the Uber and she was like, is it weird if I get your number? I was like, no. <laughs> Love that. So we didn't yeah, have great. any of those conversations. So like, I don't, I yeah. know very, I know where he's from. But only because we talked about his favorite professional sports teams. Mm. And that related back to where he's from. So I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. I haven't talked yeah, to him today. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then I also mentioned this on the Patreon, but I realized this morning that the disco ball and I haven't talked in like six days. That's a That's a big difference from what it had been, I feel like. Very. We were talking like every day. Yeah. And how did that – or, okay, to be clear, how did it make you feel that you had like forgotten that you weren't communicating? Sort of like neutral, I guess. Like it was just more mm -hmm. of an O, an, oh, like it's more factual. Like, sure. Well, then that's interesting. Honestly, I think that's good. Yeah. I mean it was just kind of like, oh, okay. Like I do still like him and I would still like to go on a second date with him when he comes back to New York. And when he moves here full time, I would love if – if I'm still single and he is too, to explore something. But it's like, okay, well, he doesn't live here right now. And when he's here, if I, if we are both available or if I go to DC, I would, if I like solidify plans to go to DC, I'll totally tell him. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think I'm just going to kind of let it ride in that sense. That's great. Um, and, I, yeah. and I honestly think that's like, that's personally – and we sort of talked about this last episode um, or two episodes ago now when we did the long distance, like the kind of accidental long distance conversation yeah. in that I, I personally would just sort of like let sleeping dogs lie until he like arrived. Like that would be how I do it just because of how I know I cannot handle long distance. Yeah. And so um, – for me, I'm like, great outcome. This is perfect for you. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I think it's, it's perfect I, for me. <laughs> I think, I mean, I think it's good. Um, yeah. So we'll see on that. Um, and then, so that's that. I might have a date this upcoming week with a guy that I had posted about, the one that I had matched with beforehand, and I posted a reel about like, ask for what you want, and you just might get it, kind of thing. Yeah. Um, funny enough, I discovered – so people – so when I posted that reel, we had not moved to text message. We were just mm -hmm. talking on Bumble and we had decided he had proposed the concert. I had said like, eh, let's just do a more, you know, one-on-one -on -one first date. Um, and so then he got my number. We moved to text message. When he texted me, he said, hey, it's so-and-so from Bumble. Funny story, when I put your name in, I saw this. And he sent me a screenshot. And in the screenshot, it was just him saying to me um, something along the lines of like, 
I totally understand. Thanks for letting me know. You know where to find me. But it was only like there was nothing for me. It was that's only- so interesting because that means that he like deleted the thread. But how would he reply to a thread that he deleted? I I don't know, but that's or maybe he got a new. I have no idea, but that's very weird. It's weird, right? Like it's yeah. weird because then he, if you if he deleted the thread, he wouldn't be able to reply to it. So yeah, that's super. Or weird. he would have he would have had to delete it if he had my number saved. He would have had to delete it and then like decide actually let me text her which is maybe what happened yeah doesn't matter so then when he sent me that so then he said i'm guessing you got into a relationship question mark which is a fair assumption with that text message totally but i had the full thing love because i don't delete so and the funny the funnier part the funny part about it too is that when we matched on Bumble, I knew we'd match before. It was the reason I sent him the, like, how many times do we have to match before we go on a date? I searched for his name in my contacts. I searched for – and it's a, it's a very common name. I had a lot of them saved in my phone. I went through, like, all of the possible conver- previous conversations with men of that name and, like, looked at area codes and determined that I did not have his number before oh. any of this happened. That's funny. That's a – because in my head, this happened before I ever even sent him the opener. Because sure. I was like, let me make sure that I that there didn't something didn't happen with this man Smart. that made me not want to go out with him. So that didn't happen. So I went along. And for whatever reason, I didn't have his number saved in my phone. But I did have the the text history. And what had happened was it was October 2019, approximately two and a half weeks after ASV broke up with me. I had I had remember I had gone on a first date a week after ASB broke up with me and realized like holy shit I'm not ready for this pump pump the brakes on that activity yeah and so I had sent him a text saying like I thought I was ready to date but I actually just got out of a relationship uh, and I'm not I'm sorry so and I canceled yeah. a date that we had scheduled so anyway he canceled this date that we had scheduled <laughs> what was the asked reason? me. Um, so he had previously told me that he had, um, his godson's birthday party that afternoon. And so the timing of our drinks date was like after his godson's birthday party, but before my dinner plans that I had told him about, obviously I didn't tell him. Dude, you would have been so fucking tired. Well, I wouldn't have been able to do it. I wouldn't have said yes to the volleyball tournament. I wouldn't have been home in time. Got it. Okay. Yeah. So I actually got to play volleyball because of his cancellation. Um, and so he said that he got invited to go to dinner with his best friends who's are his godson's parents after the birthday. And so he asked me like, what are your plans next week? And I, and, and gave me a couple days and I told him the one of those days that I am free and he never replied. This was on Friday. Okay. So we'll see. Um, but we got to jump to our guest. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's time. Just realized the time. Yeah. Um, super excited about this guest and so are our listeners because we got, so many submissions to the question that I posed. Um, our guest is named Abby Medcalf. She is a psychologist and she specializes in not necessarily getting people closure, but having them like understand what it is and why they think they need it and how to not bring past experiences into current relationships. She's a podcast herself. Um, she's really awesome. So I'm excited to talk to her. Great. 
So I've been talking a bunch about how I'm trying to order in less. And part of that is that I'm cooking at home more. But when I don't have time to cook, which is more often than not, I have really still been loving Factors meals that are ready to eat in just two minutes. Yeah. And they have so many options too. Every week, their menu, they have 35 options that you can pick from. So you can find whatever it is that you're looking for. It's so easy. It's no fuss and no mess. It's so great. And I've also been really enjoying their add-ons that they have. So they have breakfast. They have on-the-go lunches if you don't work from home. I've been ordering their snacks recently to have like a little pick-me-up in the afternoon. And I've really been enjoying that. Yeah. And they also are celebrating Earth Day all month. You can look for their Earth Month Eats badge on their menu. And that will be meals that have the lowest carbon footprint. So shout out to Factor for that one. That's pretty cool. So you can head to factormeals.com slash FMH50 and use code FMH50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box. That's code FMH50 at factormeals.com slash FMH50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box while your subscription is active. And she magically will appear. And she magically will appear. Let's go to Abby. And we are back with Abby. Hi, Abby. Welcome to Finding Mr. Hyde, the podcast. Hi, I'm so excited to be here. Thanks for having me. Oh my God. I love your energy. Ali was talking about how she was tired. I think that this is going to be perfect. You are exactly what we needed on this evening. This is going to be great. Here's what's scary. I'm always like this. So, and I don't drink coffee. So we oh my don't, God, I'm so envious. Uh, we don't know what's going on. Well, it's stuff I teach today. How do you like that? So stuff we're going to talk about. That's Amazing. how you get this way. Yeah, I love it. Born this way. It doesn't, that's not how it works. I love that. Um, and especially appreciate your uh energy today as we had to kind of switch platforms. We were on Zoom and we are usually on a different platform, and I'm all I am all out of sorts. I just can't count it down manually on my hands. <laughs> so that's where we're at. Um, but we're excited to chat with you today. So the first thing we're gonna talk about related to our episode about closure, which by the way. I mentioned this in the intro that we did for you, but people are extremely, extremely interested in this topic. Because it's a good one. It's a a really good one. It's universal. It's amazing. And I think it's a little bit like divisive might be too strong, but I think that people come out really differently on kind of how to handle closure and what it really means. So yeah, I'll be really interested. Yeah, I Yeah. I have a different take. So, Ooh, um, ready with a lot of love. It's it's a love take. <laughs> we love a love take. The only way to go. It's the only friggin' way to go. So there you go. So our weird or not this week, <laughs> let me just pull it up so that I have the latest data at my fingertips. Latest weird and greatest. Not, the latest and greatest. The weird or not this week is weird or not. They reach out to you for closure after you break up. Yeah, that's, I mean, isn't that, that's the most common, <laughs> right? Isn't that like, I think that's what always happens. So no, you, don't <laughs> so, think it's you know, I, I don't think it's weird. I think that's, if you understand how the brain works, which we're going to talk about a little today, it makes perfect sense. And it's why it happens. So now. I, what that do you is think? My mo- that's the thing that I'm the most excited to talk to you about, by the way, is okay. how the brain works. <laughs> So what do you think the split is, Abby, from people who viewed the story who polled yes versus no or weird oh. versus no? Sorry. Um, oh, oh, um, I'm going to guess 
that 70% think it's weird. Oh, wow. That's surprising. So you think that you're, I don't think think it is, but I think people are going to think it is. Interesting. So I don't think it's weird. I think people do this a lot. And I actually think of people like really want to do this. And I often think Mm -hmm. it's to their detriment, frankly. Mm -hmm. And so uh, like, I think this, I have never asked for this. And I really, unless like a man up and leaves me in the dead of night, which again, maybe that would, that would actually be pointless. He left me in the dead of night. He's not going to yeah. fucking respond. To there's your, there's your answer. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I, I think this is weird because it's like something that I would not advise a friend to do. And it's something I wouldn't do, but I know people do it. And so I'm going to say that it is only 30% weird. Okay. So I'm just going to say the reverse of you. Okay. So I'm going to say 30 weird, 70 not. Got it. So Rourke is the most right, <laughs> but I was shocked by this outcome. Okay. In that it is 13% weird and 87% wow. nah. Deranged. Unhinged. <laughs> and I, I guess I get it's, it I mean, I do get it. I do get it. I do. I do get it. I also, I think, and the reason, so Abby, after we asked the question, we also give the opportunity for people to say why they answered, why Mm -hmm. they did. And the reasons are all over the map. And I think it's because this is probably one of the vaguest weirder nas that we've done in the sense that there are, there are so many contextual pieces that I think factor into this equation like, is this somebody who got broken up with in a like, right. I'm going to use what the kind of term, no, I'm going to use the term normal in quotes, but like mm-hmm. somebody had a conversation with them where they said, yeah, I'm, I would like to break up. And then you are then reaching out after that happened to gain closure, even though you had a conversation, or is this like you said, Rourke up and left in the middle of the night or total blindside with no explanation or like, there are just so many contextual things. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. And so I, people's answers. I, I were get it. Buried. I still just always, I think will fall into the camp of the same way. Like indecision is a decision. All of these are commute are forms of communication where a person is like telling you exactly who they yeah. are and where they're at and what they're capable of. And all you can do is say, that's not enough for me. Goodbye. And so, yeah, I, 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 I stand by my answer, but I respect, I, res- I, understand. Yeah. I respect. Yeah. I, I think that it also depends on how you define closure because, which is something that we're going to talk about, but one could argue. So, um, Abby, I do these, I write these things that I call text scripts. Well, I don't call them that. That's what they are. And where I sort of help people put into words, hard feelings. Yes. And one of the text scripts, I probably my most popular one is my ghosting script, which is a script that you send if you have been ghosted. Mm-hmm. And whenever I talk about it, it, it literally just says, it doesn't ask why it literally just says like, I am interpreting your silence to mean that you're not interested anymore. And I wish you would have told me that directly <laughs> deuces. Like yep. that's like basically. Yep. No. Yep. Verb. yep. Yeah. Yep. And every single time I talk about it, I get a whole bunch of comments saying like, you don't need closure communication. It like silence is, is closure. Silence is communication. And I always say the point is not closure. 
Like the point is not for you to now be able to tie a neat bow on it. The point is one practicing boundary setting. And to your point, Rourke saying like, that is that I am not willing to accept this and two calling it out because that's shitty behavior and people think they can get away with it because no one calls it out. Yeah. So, so yeah. Yeah. And so I, but I think that like in the weird or not explanations, uh, the way that some people were explaining why they didn't think it was weird is because they were, they were thinking about things like that Mm -hmm. in this scenario. Got it. Where I wouldn't call that seeking closure or like reaching out for closure, but some people do. Interesting. I wouldn't, I think, well, I would actually, how do you like that? I would say that is reaching out for closure. It's your own, it's your own peace. It's your own peace of mind of having your boundary of like finishing something for yourself. And mm-hmm. I do think that whenever we sort of text back or do something back, it is also, I think all of us want to feel, every single person wants to feel understood. You know, that's mm-hmm. what we all want. We want someone, we want to feel understood. You know, and I, I think a lot of times what did the guy think I was going to marry, wanted to marry him. It was two dates, like, or, you know, <laughs> he doesn't understand, or I said this thing, but I didn't mean it that way. And if I just said it this way, then that wouldn't have happened. You know, there's a lot of, um, you know, God bless. I love women. I love us, but we w- will like, you know, we'll take a two word text and we will like break it down. Like we are bringing the space shuttle home, you know, like, like we work at NASA and we got to get the space shuttle home, you know, I mean, we will really go there. And so I do think on some level it, it, I like, I like it. I think it's a boundary and I think it's your own, I would say it's your own personal closure. It's what you're doing. And I think some people though, the danger is that some people do it hoping that the other person, that the guy will respond. Yeah. Like they're looking, that is 99. I think about in my 35 plus years of doing this, most people, when I ask, you know, Hey, what were you hoping to get from that? Or what was that? What was that really? And as I do the questions at the end of the day, people are hoping that there can be this, you know, him going, I'm so sorry. I was an asshole. And, you know, I really not ready for a relationship and you're actually so great. And you are, you know, that's what they want. That's what we all want. That's what we want. The guy that ghosted us to say, and we're all everybody wants it. And I don't blame people for wanting it. It's just, you know, not going to happen <laughs> generally. So it's, 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 I, I just think we shouldn't lie to ourselves about why we're doing things. Why, you know, mm. just, we just need to get clear. That's all. So I like it. I think it's a boundary. And I think a lot of people would might use it in a way that they're looking, they're throwing their own breadcrumb, hoping that, hoping they pick up on it, hoping they pick up. Yeah. And I, and I often say that too. I said, I say like, before you send this, you send it with absolutely no expectation or even want of response. You send it as like a, this is just me communicating my boundary to you. Mm-hmm. That's it. That's it. Um, I also think like, as it relates to closure, I often find that people are looking for a reason and they are looking for a reason that they think is a good one. Oh yeah. Cause people get reasons all the time. This literally just happened the other day. Um, A woman said to me, he says he's not ready, but he doesn't even know what he wants. And I I said, yeah, he does. He doesn't want you. Like, yeah, exactly. He seems pretty fucking clear about what he wants. He doesn't want this. This is what people do. They decide in their heads. Uh, I had another guy say to me, um, this is a little while ago, but he said something like, she says, I don't talk to her, 
enough, but I talk to her all the time. So that can't be the reason. Like, but that's her reason. I, I'm just saying what people do. So even when we have, and by the way, this is, this is because of the, our, our effed up brains. This is because of the way the brain works. And I'll explain that, but that's what we do. And everyone listening right now is going, Oh yeah, I've, I've kind of done that. I've said that I've, I've guessed I've filled in the blank, even when the person was crystal clear. I've decided that that wasn't it, or I've gone and stalked them with my fake account on IG and, you know, figured out what they really mean. Uh, You know, or I love one client used to say to me all the time, she stalked some ex and he would like post lyrics and things. And she's like, that's for me. I know it. He knows I'm it's like, sweetie, like move on. Yeah. I literally, we are, our brains are hijacked. And that is what's happening. And that's, I mean, we can talk about that now, but that's- Yeah, so I would love to hear more about that. So one of of the biggest questions we got was like, why do I want this? (laughs) What am I doing? Why I, the one I get the most is why am I obsessed with my ex? You know, like I get that all the time, sort of in the same realm of whatever this is. So, and a lot of this work, it has been done by Helen Fisher. She's a biological anthropologist. If you haven't seen her TED talk, you should, you know, she's, she's kind of the, the OG of how the brain works on love. But what we know now is that literally falling in love or even in like is an, is an addiction in the brain. It, it does all the same things that cocaine does in the brain, for example. It does all the same things. So one of the big things it does when we get really uh, interested in somebody, there's a part of the uh, brain called the VTA, the ventral tegmental area, it doesn't matter, the VTA, which is that part of the brain is, it's your brain's reward system. It's all about motivation. <laughs> you know, you get very motivated. <laughs> it, yeah. It's uh, wanting focus, right? It helps you really stay on the focus. And that's why, like, if you think of a drug addict, I'm a recovering heroin addict. So I, I talk about drugs all the time. You know, we use despite negative consequences, right? Like we would continue to use, even though we lost jobs and people and mm-hmm. our health and everything right. else. Right. Well, if you think of yourself chasing somebody, if you're using despite negative consequences, you feel like crap. You don't get the answers you want. You, uh, r- you start obsessing about this person. It, you're doing all the same things that you would do for a drug. It's, it's very similar because of how the brain works. We, there's another part of the brain called the nucleus accumbens, not that people care, but, but this part of the brain, it calculates gains and losses. And when people are, and, oh, let me say this, when you're in love or in like or love, and when you're dumped, it's the same brain chemistry, exact same. So you are, Hmm. you know how, when you're first in love and you're like, I can't stop thinking about him. Oh my God. You know, and you're, you're driving and you're daydreaming and you know, you're just so full. You're trying to work and you can't, well, if you realize when you break up, same Same thing happens, exact same thing. You just have a different, you know, tape playing in your head about what an asshole he is. But other than that, it's the same. Right. And that's because all the same parts of the brain are activated. So this nucleus accumbens, this other part of the brain, its job is to, it calculates like your gains and your losses. That's it's always looking. It's it's when you when you gamble, it's it's really out right. there. So basically yeah. what it's doing, it's calculating all the gains. So it's thinking, well, maybe, you know, when you know when you romanticize the guy and you're like, oh, but he was this and he was that and he was this and he said totally. this. And oh, I remember that one time, you know, or so we do that. That's that part of the brain. Or we think, um, oh, if I'd only I, you know, if I just hadn't sent that one text. If it's like I, the reckoning, if I, right? Oh my God. And we will, again, like 
like NASA scientists getting the space shuttle home, we will be so are again, that focus, that attention, the detail that you'll go back and text threads and you'll go back and look at their, you know, social media account. Like you're looking to get proof, you know, of this thing you've decided because you're filling in all these blanks and you start to think about all the things. If, if, if only my, he hadn't come where my best friend was there and she was, you know, made that joke and it was bad. You know, I mean, really stupid stuff we think, right. Really yeah. ridiculous. Yeah. But like, that's not why he's not calling, <laughs> but we will, and we will think it's this one thing we said, or this one thing we did. And there, I don't think there's anyone listening who hasn't done this. And that's that part of the brain. That's that part of the brain that's getting like hyped up. And then there's a last part of the brain that's very uh, focused on this region of the brain where we have, where when we see deep attachment, it lights up and it's very lit up when we, again, fall in like or love or when we break up, when we're dumped or we break up. That totally makes sense. Yeah. So these are the parts, right? So these are all up and working. And you're wondering why you're, again, like, you know, texting when you shouldn't or, you know, deciding that it means something else. And all your friends or your family are, are it's like, it's so obvious, right? Or your therapist is like, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah. What are you doing? This isn't your guy. You know, he, he's, he's letting you know. And the closure part, and we'll talk about what I think it means in a minute, but the closure part is really your brain will keep asking why that's its job. That's what it does. It's trying to figure it out. It's trying to keep you from future pain. It's trying. So it's trying to figure out what the magic answer is and it'll keep doing it. Cause these part, these three parts of the brain are so activated that, so you, you can't not wonder why you just, you have to use some tools to not do it. You have to count. If you don't understand that your brain is hijacked, that's when it becomes really hard. You're in withdrawal. Yeah. That's what you're in. You're jonesing. You're jonesing. You're in withdrawal. Now you know what it was like for me getting clean. Like that's what it is. Every time a guy, you know, dumps you or ghosts you or break or you just, or you break up with him. It doesn't matter. Uh, or her, you know, whatever your person is, but it doesn't matter. Same things happen. Yeah. There's an, so there's another part of your brain which is called your reticular activating system or your RAS for short. And we all have it. And it's a, it's a filter between your conscious and your subconscious mind. And basically whenever you think something consciously, your RAS sends it to your subconscious to look for that thing. And the easiest example I can ever give is if you've ever bought a car and you know, if you've decided you want a gray BMW, guess what you'll see everywhere, right? Mm. It's all you see. It's like, is that all they're yeah. making now? Is that the only car on the road or the gray BMWs? Because even if you're just thinking about it, because your RES takes that as an order to look for that thing, right? So if I think men suck, men always, uh, you know, are confusing, men don't say what they feel, you know, you can't find a good man. There are none. Uh, then guess what happens? My RES sends that as an order an instruction to look for men like this, Who this is what we call law of attraction, so to speak, yeah. right? This is brain chemistry. And here's the scary part. It'll filter out anything that doesn't match because the brain is so efficient. So when you have that wonderful man who is appreciative and kind and, you know, doing the thing that I'll tell you what happens a lot. I'll get a couple and, you know, she'll say, you don't appreciate me. And he's like, I thanked you this morning for breakfast. Yesterday I did this day before that I did this. Right. But yeah, she didn't, it's, she's like Teflon. It's like sliding right off. 
She mm-hmm. did not. And she, and literally she'll be in the session like, yeah, but you know, that was one time or, or like, re, like rewriting history, rewriting yeah. history. That is how strong that RAS is. And that is how it'll filter it out. And that's why it's so, so I see both of you taking a nice deep breath. You're like, oh, okay. That is why it is so important what you think about men and dating and what's going to happen. Yeah. You have to have to gear that, sir. It's like, it's similar to confirmation bias. It is. Con- that's like, if part, you that's think, the psychological part. Yeah, yeah. Like if you think something is true, then you're going to find backup Evidence. for it to be true. I fight this battle pretty much every day in my TikTok comments where people make generalized statements about large groups of people, whether it's men or whether it's like people who split bills yeah, or yeah. like <laughs> right. literally today, today in my TikTok comments, somebody said that men who split bills are more likely to be abusive misogynists. Oh my Lord. I was like, ah, whoa. Wow. <laughs> wow. Have we jumped right to left right? What happened? How, oh my how God. How did we get there? That's how what I said. I was like, how, how have we gotten here? And then there was another person. And, and like what you said about, if you're always looking for a thing, somebody else said, if it walks like a duck and talks like a duck, then it's a duck. And I said, if you're always looking for ducks, you're going to find a lot of them. Mm-hmm. That's and she it. said, she said, that's gaslighting. Uh- <laughs> and I was like, no. no, 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 it's not gaslighting for you to tell, for me to tell you that you're wrong, that the guy <laughs> that I went on a date with who let me split the bill is a misogynist. Right, right. Is, is, and going to abuse me somehow. Yeah. That's that- not gaslighting. That's not what that means. Here's how I divide everybody. Ready? It's like, we have a big stadium, picture a huge stadium with every kind of person in the world. There's Democrats and Republicans, and there's uh, there's people who like milk and who don't, and everything you can imagine, everything you can imagine. Every single group, no matter what that group is, has people who have who are healthy and people who are unhealthy within it. Yeah, totally. So the only two type of people in the world are ones who what I would call fear based, and ones who are love based. Mm. That's it. That's if you want to divide everybody up. That's your way to divide it up. Some people come at you with a fear-based mentality, which is rooted in resentment and anger and upset and ghosting and, you know, all that. And some people come to you with the love-based mentality, which is compassion and kindness and directness and gentleness and all and loving and all the good things. That's really the only two groups. So within your check splitters, yeah, there's some who are crazy misogynists and there's some who are lovely, fabulous people. Like there's no, (laughs) that's not, and if that's your list somehow, I think what people do a lot too, is they have these checklists. I love the checklist, right? You know, the list. Oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. We know the list of the guy. Here's the problem with the list. You you can't make a list really because (laughs) some things are more important than others. We were just talking about this. You are, you're so yeah. reading yours. You, this is so, uh, okay. so well, this. cause I, you know, I have a bug in your offices, but uh, yes. so, so I could get right in it. This is the thing we miss. So we have this list of all the things and that's what women do a lot though. I hear them all the time. They're like, I, he's this and he, oh, but he's all these things. The only thing is this one thing, but guess like what? The biggest thing. The one thing is the one thing. So I always tell people, you got to figure out your deal breaker. Like, and there should be one or two, maybe three. I really think it's one or two and that's it. And the rest is the rest. I, you know, the first, <laughs> I met my, my, my father, and my kids, my first husband, I met him through a personal ad in the paper. 
That's how long. Really? Yes. That's incredible. I know. I met my second, this, my man now with a person, with an ad, but not in the paper, like on match or whatever, one of those. So I'm a, cause I'm a G number one, number two, because I believe great men are out there. I divorced yeah. an amazing, great man who I'm still really close and friendly with. And I married a great man who I am like, he's, he's any he's six foot four for your five foot 11. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm five, nine. So I too, but anyway, he's Mr. Height. Uh, I was joking with him earlier. I go, guess this podcast I'm going to be on. And so oh, he goes, I oh, I'm Mr. Height. I go, yes, you are baby. That's so cute. Uh, <laughs> but because I believe there's a lot of great men and I'm just, and I, I find them easily. Like, that's not my problem. Like that's, I can commit, I'm great at it, but, but that, but that's neither here nor there, but having this, you know, when we have this, people are listening are like, good for you. Good for you. Fuck you, Abby. Like great for you. I can't find him. But I, what I wrote in the ad was my point. What I wrote was that I wanted a man who liked who he was and what he did. Mm. Mm. That's huge. I that really was like that. Of course, my best gaze wrote it. You should always have your best gaze right you're at because that's like who's going to write the best thing. They wrote babe with brains. That was like my like because <laughs> I was much younger and I was cute then. And then oh, they wrote please. this um, this wonderful thing. But that's and they kept asking me like, well, what does he have to do or what? And I said, I just wanted to like what he does. And I just wanted to like who he is. That's huge. Good after that. Like, we'll figure it out. Yeah. Yeah. And I had amazing men with all kinds of backgrounds and things respond because I think that they appreciated that clarity, you know, that just sort of here it is. Yeah. yeah. I think I say all the time that people are like, how do you meet, you know, like I can't meet anyone good, et cetera. I'm like, I meet a lot of great guys. I would yeah. argue that most of the people I go out with are great guys. Not all of them. In fact, none of them are the guy. Not all of them are great for me, right. mm-hmm. right. but they're good humans. Great, great guys. It's a yeah. nice date. You have a good time. You're out. It's like, it's even that idea of, you know, failure or not. It's this idea that we have, like when I do meet with couples, I always tell them like, my goal is not that you stay married. That's not my goal. My goal is that you both super happy and content. Mm-hmm. And within that, that you figure out what you want to do. Like, that's what I'm, that's my job. So there's no regrets. There's clarity. We have peace. That's closure. <laughs> closure is peace of mind. That's all mm-hmm. it is. And it has peace of mind has nothing to do with the other person. That's the thing. Nothing. I know people argue right now. They're like writing hate DMs or DMing me with hate mail. I don't care. It nothing to do with them. It is all about you and what you perceive and how you take what's coming that's really it at the end of the day. I know it's nice when people are nice and fabulous and wonderful. I like it too, but that's not what makes me happy or unhappy. We tend as I think women, mostly we tend to move our boundaries depending on how other people treat us. And I will tell you this about boundaries. That's the big mistake. Your boundaries shouldn't move depending on what someone else does. So here's what usually happens. So we have our boundary, like we're like all clear. And then the guy is like really, really nice. So we sort of like, we, we ease our, ba- we, we, we collapse what I call thin boundaries. We get thinner boundaries and we allow more mm. things that we wouldn't normally allow because they're so nice or they apologized or it's really okay. Or they have this other stuff. And we, we tell ourselves that story, but then they keep doing the thing and they don't appreciate us because we're being so nice and they didn't appreciate me. And then we slam the door. And then we jump over to the other side, what I call thick boundaries, and we block them and we call them an asshole and how dare they. And he didn't, you know, I said no. And he kept asking and we're mad at them 
when we didn't keep our boundary. And you can't be mad at someone else when you're not even for not keeping your boundary when you won't even keep it. So to, to, no matter how the other person acts, you know, if you just decide your boundary is I'm kind and I'm clear, that's my boundary. <laughs> and I'm clear <laughs> about what I need and want. And that's my boundary. And I'm yeah. done. Right. Yeah. And I'm done. And no matter how nice you are, I'm still going to say no when it comes up against it doesn't matter. And no matter how mean you are, I'm not going to act like a like a bitch because that's not how I act. So it doesn't matter what you do. I'm staying in my zone. Do you know what I'm saying? And Boundary, that, yeah, boundaries are about you, not about the other person. Exactly. But we get upset and very resentful when other people trample our boundaries. And I always say no one else can trample your boundaries. <laughs> you know, well, I guess they can, but it's up to you what your consequences or your response to that. You know, how what action are you taking? And I always I often say to people, if you've mentioned your boundary more than once, that's too many times. After the second time, you don't say it again. You take action. That's it. We're done. That's it. Whatever that action is. It doesn't mean you like get divorced the next day or break up, but you, you make a very clear line in the sand about it. And that's that, but I keep repeating. I, I did that, that, that happened to me. I did that. And so then he started lying to violate the boundary. And then once I uncovered that, then we broke up. Then you broke up. There you yeah. go. Right. Yeah. So you did, but that's so great. And cause it's not, nothing's going to happen perfectly. It's just about, we do what we can do. People will, you know, lie and cheat and do all kinds of things, but I'm not going to enter in to any relationship. No relationship is made better by fear. No, not one. You can't base a love relationship on fear. Can't do it. Can't do it. So if I'm always going in, well, I'm afraid I'll get taken advantage of. That's the one I hear the most. Mm. I'll get taken advantage of. How do you expect to build a love relationship when you're afraid this person's going to take advantage of you? And what are they really going to do? What do you think is going to happen? You know, you know what? What are you afraid of happening? Are they going to sell you into like slavery or something? Like what? What is it that you are so afraid of the taking advantage part? Again, if you hold your boundary, you haven't given him too much money. You know, you haven't lent him $15,000. Yeah. Right. You haven't met the Tinder swindler. Right. I mean, you haven't, you've kept your boundaries. These things haven't happened. So the worst that happens is you find out he's not who you thought and you walk away then, but to go in, I think people are so afraid like of, I don't want to fall from the 10th floor. So I'll only stay on the first floor. Well, Mm -hmm. the yucky guys are on the first floor. The great guys are up on 10. Cause they want to love, they want to be there. They want to like hug you and hold you and tell you how amazing you are. They're not hanging out on the first floor. So there's your problem there. It's like having faith. Why would you have faith in fear? You can't see it. You can't predict it. You can't know. So have faith in love instead. Can't predict that either, but it's a nicer ride. I'll tell you that. Yeah, That's for sure. So how do you, you know, you talked about sort of closure is you, and that happens like within yourself. How do you get there. I mean, I'm probably not even something we can cover in the next, however many minutes, but like, what are some first steps that somebody There's a few can steps. Take? So yeah. one, okay. So one is stop talking about it. Mm-hmm. As you repeat the story over and over, it's a story, by the way, that you're now creating this confirmation bias later. You're telling your RES to look for the thing. You are re-traumatizing yourself because you're going to, we feel the way we think. So if you keep thinking this thing, it's going to feel terrible. Uh, my, you know, my dad was a concentration camp survivor and I was out uh, when he was alive. I was dinner with a bunch of his friends. And one of his friends said, how come you never talk about the camps? And he said, cause it makes me feel bad. 
<laughs> it's like great reason, you know, like, boom, like, why would you talk about this thing? That's so horrible that you know, it was so traumatic. So it, you stop talking about it. That's number one. Just stop talking about it. It just, just stop. Just don't repeat the story. Don't let the next person know. Don't keep talking about it. So other people can say, well, how horrible he is. And yes, I know girl. And just stop the conversation. That's one. Two is I would definitely limit or cut off seeing the person. I mean, I'm so lucky that I'm older because I, you know, I used to break up with a guy and that was it. I never saw him again. I never had to see him again, unless he lived on my block, you know, growing up in New York. Like it's, now it's horrible. I'm so sorry to everyone listening. It's terrible. They're everywhere, but yeah. do your best. I, I'm not saying you have to block everybody and get all whatever, but you know, have a week off of social media or, or a month, you know, take yourself away. If it's that hard, just really take yourself away for a little while, get, get, get some distance. It is really, really important. If you keep seeing it again, it's kind of like re-injuring that thing, yeah. re-traumatizing. It's one of the reasons I like dating apps is because I feel like when I've met somebody on a dating app, I, he can fully disappear from my life with oh, like yeah. very little fallout. That's and good. there's no like crossover of, oh, I'm going to run into him at this party or we know so-and-so together. Or like one of my most significant ex-boyfriends, we have a very close mutual friend. Luckily he doesn't live in the city anymore. So I don't have to see him, but like, yeah, I could, that, that would, that would have mm-hmm. been horrible. That would have been really hard. It makes it harder, but, and we're, and again, we're drug addicts, right? We're withdrawing. So we sort of want to, we kind of want to see them. We want to accidentally bump into them, even though it's not so accidental, right? We, we yeah. want to see who they're dating now. How could they date so soon? Oh my God. You know, and we want to talk about that. You can see how this is just re-traumatizing. It's the same way we tell addicts not to romanticize their drugs because you start to replay that in your mind and guess what starts to happen. You, you, we call that a craving, but it's the same thing. If you think about it. It's like a craving. You have this craving, yeah. this urge, right, to reconnect. So you, do, do, those are like your, your to me the 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 top the top ones. And then, uh, and I don't mind writing a list of why nots that you can refer back to. Mm. Why not list? Yeah, of a why not list and reasons you, why you're not good together. Yeah, reasons why we didn't work and write them down because when you're thinking of going back, it's a good thing to read again. Oh yeah, yeah, totally. You know what I mean? That's right. That's right. That would really work. Okay. And then the last piece, which is the most important overall is you have to, have to, have to, did I say have to, have to work on mindfulness. You, you can't to counter. And and this is true for a successful relationship. It's the number one thing I teach people to be successful in your relationships. You have got to be mindful. So, and you don't have to meditate. I know people get all upset. I'm like, you don't have to meditate. You don't have to do anything. What you need to do is be aware in those moments of what, so if if I notice like, oh, I wonder what he's doing. And I start to go on Instagram or something. If I'm mindful, I notice that I did that. Yeah. I'm like, oh crap. Oh, drop the phone, drop the phone, run away, run away, go do something else or whatever. And we stop. And in those moments, or if I catch myself talking to a friend about it, I can stop myself and go, you know what? This is not helping me. I want to talk about something. I want to talk about something great, something that really makes me happy right now, something that brings me joy. That's what I want to talk about right now. It's something that I, we, it's funny. We talked about meditation last week on, on the podcast. We did a podcast or episode that's coming out tomorrow about astrology. Okay. We talked about meditation. I mentioned that one of my ex-boyfriends, the same one that I just mentioned, uh, we call him ASV around here, um, which stands for the aspiring sober vegan, just for your reference. Um, he was super into meditation. And so I was trying it to, I don't know, be able to talk to him about it, whatever. Something that I really liked about it that I didn't know about meditation prior to 
learning more about it is that it's not about having an empty mind. I thought that was what it was about. I thought that I could never meditate because there is no way that my mind could ever be blank. But actually, at least the way that I learned it, it was like, no, 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 your mind's not going to be blank, that it can't be. It's about noticing your thoughts. And to your point, Abby, being mindful of, oh, that's a thought. Like, oh, I'm thinking about this. And just think and not, you know, just going through the motions of all the million thoughts you have, but actually, oh, now I'm thinking about this. Okay. Yep. Push that to the side. I don't want to think about that right now. Now I'm thinking about this. Because we know from the research, and this is the research mostly of Matt Killingsworth, who um, has a fabulous TED Talk, if anyone's interested, but we know that when our minds wander, we're less happy than we'd be if they weren't. Even if they're wandering on positive things. How do you like that? You are the happiest in your moment. We know it. There's so much research about it because you're not tripping about your future. You're not regretting your past. You were right here right now. And everybody's fine right here right now. And more importantly, you're noticing, you know, I, when, when my, my mom was alive and I had mommy issues, you know, she would always, she would talk about my hair a lot when I saw her she'd like, your hair's so pretty away from your face or, you know, or she would make these comments. Oh, you, you're wearing your hair that way now. Oh, oh, is that what's happening now? You know, she would oh, just make these totally. little, yeah, yeah, it was, it was delightful. Um, and I'd have to notice like, you know, that I was getting triggered. And that's all. And just like, oh, she's just your mom. She's trying her best. Her best kind of sucks right now. And she's doing the best of the tools she has. And that's all we can do right now. So, you know, you can walk away, you can whatever, you know, you have this little conversation with yourself. It's almost like a third person. And then I don't react to her and feel crappy for yelling at my 90 year old mother, you know, like, no, and I just don't want to feel crappy anyway. So yeah. mindfulness, the easiest thing you can do the, and every Churches have bells and mosques have gongs and, you know, uh, mosques have sirens and, and Buddhists have gongs. I mean, everybody does this. What you do is you set a timer, or, you know, reminder on your phone for three times a day. You do it for one week. And I'm telling you right now, it'll change your life. Because what happens is the brain works on frequency and recency. So I'm, I'm going to come back to that in a minute. But basically, okay. you set this reminder on your phone. When it goes 9 a.m., 2 p.m., and 7 p.m., doesn't matter. Whatever feels good to you. And when it goes off, all you do is notice what you're thinking about. Bring your mind back to where you are now. How do I feel right now? Just to what you're feeling right now. That's all you do. It's all you do. You don't judge it. Don't beat yourself up. Nothing else. What will happen within a day or two, your brain will start to like tap you on the shoulder and go, we should be, even when the, when the reminder's not going off, your brain will be like, we should be mindful. We're supposed to be mindful. We're supposed to be mindful because the brain runs on frequency and recency, the things we do the most frequently and the things we've done the most recently. And the, that's the reason it's so hard. You know how you, you say, oh, I'm going to be mindful today. And you get to the end of the day and you're, you're like, like, oh, I shit. forgot. <laughs> Crap. <laughs> that's because of frequency and recency. The brain doesn't give any attention to it because it hasn't been doing it. So when you do this artificial thing, like set a reminder on your phone, just do it for three days. If you don't want to commit to a week, three days. I'm going to try this. You will see, I'm telling you, I guarantee it. I've never had it not work with somebody. It, it always works because that's how the brain works. You have no choice unless you're deeply disturbed in some way. That is how your brain works. So it'll start to remind you. And that's the beauty. And that's what you're looking for. As you're mindful, you can then be in charge of what you create. You co-create every relationship you're in, every one of them. You have full responsibility in every relationship because for your part of the creation. So now you have to really be mindful and thoughtful and conscious about what you want to create next. Hmm. 
Yeah, I, I love that. Great. Um, this is going back to because you said a lot there, and I, I kind did. Of Sorry, that's mentally. No, it's I okay. Like, oh, I, just, I, I, like I, I mentally, away. I just mentally bookmarked the taking space piece, which is like I something that I have said to an ex who wanted who wanted to continually return to closure conversations is as the person who hurt you, I cannot now be the one to make you happy and fix things. Yep. I I cannot like that can't be the same person Mm -hmm. that needs to be you and your support group, which I am no longer a part of. Right. Excellent. So good. And And what was he really looking for anyway? He was looking for me to say, let's get back together. Yes. Yeah. He was looking That's, for that. That was, was stated. For that you was to say, oh, he was looking for you to say that you're a piece of shit and you were crazy. And what were you thinking? And oh my God, I woke up and I'm realizing how great you are. Yep. That's so that wasn't going to happen. So it doesn't matter how many conversations you have. And that's why I tell people stop talking about it because you can't, you can't get there from here. Yeah. You, the motivation and what you're looking for is different than the conversation, than the stated conversation. So then the, then the, why we're doing this and that's, what's real. And so until you get to what's real and that's, so when I've had someone pestered a lot to have these conversations, I generally will tell them to ask the person, you know, ask some questions back. (laughs) So what are you hoping to to gain? Yeah. Mm -hmm. We've had the conversation many times. What are you hoping to gain from this one? What do you think will be different? Let me hear. Maybe there's something I'm missing. Maybe there's something fabulous for me in this. I don't know. Maybe I'm missing something. Let me hear. Bring it. That's a so great question. Gonna, yeah, it's great. When you ask a question back, it also, we use a different part of our brain when we ask a question where instead of in the fear part, the amygdala, we're in our prefrontal cortex. So it's really good. You take the person out of that rote, you know, thing they're doing where they're fear-based and they're mad at you. And this ex-boyfriend was resentful. <laughs> and mad and in love yeah, yeah. and jonesing for his drug. And it doesn't matter how, what conversations you had, unless you were going to give him the drug, there really wasn't a conversation to be had. Right. So it's a yeah. waste of everyone's time. And it really, it's not, it's not good for them. You're, you're not helping someone by having this conversation. So I tell the one conversation, that's it. Yes. There are no more after that. Asked and answered. When my kids come to me like, oh, can I go out, you know, at five o'clock? Asked and answered. I already told you earlier you couldn't. I'm not. So so they'll come again, again. right? They're hoping for a different answer. And they'll come again. Can I stay out later? Asked and answered. I don't entertain the conversation. We don't chat. Yeah. Unless you have new information to offer me. Yeah. (laughs) Which is when people say like, should I, my ex wants to get back together. Should I do it? My first question is always what's changed? Like what, what new information do you have now? Right. That will make things different. And if yep. no one, if no information, if no new information has entered the chat. Yep. Then. Yep. No. Like, and then I would say, unless someone has been in therapy or had some mind altering experience of some kind, there's really not, it's all going to be the same. Now you might be okay with the same. You might just say, all right, if you can just accept the person as that's what I tell them. <laughs> I say, if you want to get back together, you can, but it's yeah. going to be the same. So if you're okay with that, then go for it. Great. Good for you. But don't expect any, you know, anything more like you have to be. And I would say this no matter what, in any relationship you're in, you have to be okay with it as as it is. It might grow and change and that's lovely, but you got to be happy right now. Happiness isn't when you get this other thing. Yeah. Yeah. It's right now. 
So, so stop the fixer upper mentality, you know, oh, we'll do this and then he'll be here and then we'll be better. I saw a great TikTok. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. I was just gonna say that is similar to what therapy Jeff said. We had Jeff Gunther on our pod uh, a few weeks ago, um, who's at therapy Jeff on um, Instagram and TikTok, And he was saying that assume your partner will never change. Yeah. Like they might change a teeny tiny amount, but like assume that that never happens. Are you happy? Yep. Versus entering into something with the hope that they will. And can you imagine just being in a relationship like that where you, you know, unconditional love is bullshit. Mm, That is not the thing. It's unconditional acceptance. And we don't feel loved unless we feel fully accepted. That's the, yeah, that's very true. So really I'm saying what a wonderful thing to give to our partner, to just accept them as they are, to just really accept it. It doesn't mean you don't want to grow. It doesn't mean you don't want things that, you know, you know, we all grow. That's great. But to come from a place of, again, love and understanding and compassion to grow, not I'm right, you're wrong. And that's why we need to grow. That's no one's wrong. No one that, you know, especially with the like money and the checks and the whatever, you know, and the there's no wrong way to do it or right way to do it. It's not you know, I hear even with money in a relationship, be like, I'm a saver, she's a spender, or, you know, I want sex and, and, and she doesn't, or he doesn't. And people think they're right. There's no right way to, there's no, there's nothing right. There just is. So what if you just accepted, this is it. And we're a team. And how do we, as a team, figure out whatever this thing is that's in our way a little bit, right? That doesn't feel good all the time. That's it. That's it. It's, there's never anything for your partner to fix. Mm. like get that yeah. off the plate. I know Gary's wearing actually, it, right now. It's funny. I actually like just had this conversation with a friend where she's, she's dating somebody who has never um, had a relationship before. And she was like that in and of itself is not preclusive. Mm-hmm. However, it's really, really clear what his like deficits are. And I'm kind of deciding like, I don't want to teach him. Right. You know, like I, I, I don't, I, that's not who I want to be. I don't want to like, I don't think that that's going to end well for this relationship. If I'm constantly saying like, this is how you do this. <laughs> and, um, so, and she and I, so she and I use literally use the fixer upper where I was saying, I was like, you know, like, does he need retiling or is this a foundation problem? Yeah. Because if it's a foundation <laughs> problem, we're done. Is the, does the roof need replacing? Because that's very expensive. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, it's, it, it's really true. And it's again, just like they're coming to us and I hope they don't want to change us. Do you know what totally. I mean? You know, I like this energy. I talked, I have this energy all the time. Can you imagine living with me? It's a little annoying. Like I'm, I'm always like, <laughs> Hey, what are we doing? What's going on? I'm like a freaking golden retriever half the time. It's very annoying. And you know, I get over exuberant and I get like, we were, we were going to a potluck recently and I wanted to make 10 dishes. I love to cook. And my dad was mm. chef. I love to cook and I want to do, and I'm like, want to make all these dishes. And Gary knows like, this is just part of me and I will overcommit. And he used to complain about it way back. And I, and we got to a point where I said, you know, I just, you love my exuberance 50, 70% of the time. So you got to love it all the time. You don't get to cherry pick. You don't get to say, well, I like it here, but not there. Do it this way, but not that way. Like, this is who I, this is me. So I'd like you to just get behind it everywhere Mm -hmm. it is. And that's all he needed. He was like, oh, okay, got it. And he was like, okay. So he does not complain anymore when I, (laughs) when I'm, you know, committing to 17 dishes for the potluck. And 
he has said, but he's made a boundary. He's like, but I'm just going to ask that you don't ask me to help. Mm. Is that okay? Like we had this conversation and I was like, okay, that's fair. You know, like he had his boundary around. So once the problem was for him more that he saw me up like rushing, (laughs) trying to do everything. And I would try to get him to do stuff and he didn't want to do stuff. It was like, this is not my problem. I did not create this problem. Exactly. (laughs) So, and he said, he's like, I love you. And I I will certainly help some, you know, but I'd like to decide what that is and not feel rushed. And, you know, he's like, I want to support you. Like you're bringing these things. It's, it's us bringing it. You know, I get, I get the kudos when we bring things to the potlucks, but, and it was a, it's, that's the kind of conversation though. That's the kind of conversation to have. You, you got to accept all of us, not just the parts we like that, you know, picking and choosing. So, and if someone is really mellow, but then you find them too mellow and won't talk about things the way you want, do you know, like, this is them. Yeah. It's how they approach things. You got to figure out something else. You can't, again, I love your mellowness here, but I want you to not be mellow here. You don't get to, we don't get to do that with other people. And I will tell you, I'm going to say hundred percent of the time, even though I know I'm not supposed to say that I'll say 98% of the time. Men especially will come running. Gary helps me so much. It's not even funny. <laughs> Giving him the freedom of not asking him to, do, you know, you know, men, when you tell them to do something, it's just, it's not their favorite thing. Uh, and I would say people, I don't like getting told what to do either, frankly, but just that openness, that lovingness around it. He, he wants to be loving and open back. That's the part about not worrying about being taken advantage of, you know, and it's, you gotta, you you gotta go in with that mindset and people will meet you. And I'll say one other thing about the brain thing. Do we have time for one? Oh my gosh. Yeah. So our conscious brains process information at a rate of 50 bits per second. And our unconscious brains process information at a rate of 11 million bits per second. Oh, shit. I know. Tim, this Timothy Wilson's research. It's amazing. So your partner, boyfriend, person doesn't hear what you say. They hear what you mean. Mm. And we do it all the time, obviously. If you're talking to someone and they're saying all the right things, but you walk away going, they were full of shit. Like, uh, you because. Know, they said all the right things, but you got, that's your 11 million bits. That's what happens. So your partner or your, the guy you're at. So when I have these women sometimes who are just so like, I want to get married and I want to, you know, meet my person. I have to have kids by this age and it's never going to happen and all the things. And I'm like, do not sit at a date with that energy. You ought to shift because first of all, that's fear-based. The, the time shortage idea, you know, like I, I, I'll be too old, all that crap, you know, is crap. You, you, again, it's fear-based. You can't bring fear into a relationship. You're not with somebody because you're worried about running out of time. What a crap. I would be very upset if that's why somebody was with me. Absolutely. That's shitty. So that can't be the thing. So if you're, if you could just be open um, or sometimes I'll have someone who's um, like Jewish. I'm Jewish, you know, they'll be Jewish. Like, well, I don't want to date this guy because he's not Jewish. It's like, so what? Well, I don't, I can't marry somebody who's not Jewish. I'm like, you're not getting married. You're going on a date. Like, go on a date, move your mojo around, try, try it out. That way, when you do meet Mr. Right, maybe you'll be better at it. You know, you, <laughs> you won't be fumbling through the date. So 
it's okay. Just, just go. If, if it feels good and you like this person and it feels like a nice connection, you don't have to have everything on your list right now. Just, just see what it feels like. You know, I would have enough on your list. I wouldn't just date anybody, but you know, that feel it's, but getting yourself into that state before you go, before I sat, before we met tonight, I jumped here in my office. I jumped up and down. I did before we get on camera. I jump up and down, I get my energy up. I know. And then I sit down and I go, okay. And I set an intention. I'm like, I want to be, have really good information that people can really get like a win, like go home, like go, this is something I'm going to do It's one thing I took away. I feel empowered. I'm excited to do this thing. That's like, I was like, I come in this conversation and I, I hope people feel it. I hope you guys feel it like that. I want to be of service. I, I just, I really, and I want people to feel loved and cared for. And that's what I want. And that's what I sit down with. And that 11 million bits, even I think through, you know, and when I do my own podcast, people say all the time, I always say, I love you at the end. Cause I do, I feel, I sometimes I start crying. <laughs> like That's I love so you. sweet. I know it's like kind of oh sad gosh. and weird, but I'm really talking to this person. I want them to get it. Cause I know they'll be happier. And I'm like being Jewish mother bossy. And I'm like, please, please, I'm begging you, you know, do this thing. And I just like, I love you so much. I just, I want you to be happy and you can be. And, you know, and the email I get, you know, I'll get like, I get hundreds of emails a week. And most of them are, I love when you say, I love you. Like people mm. feel it. And I'm going to freaking pop. I'm here in my office on this microphone. Like I'm alone. And, but your intention and what you bring, you know, so, and that's granted, I say it, you know, I love you, but you know, that 11 million people are picking up on no matter what. So definitely get yourself right before you go out and meet somebody. I would even say before you answer a text, before you do that, one of the things I tell people to do when you have a guy, maybe you're a little interested in, when you get his name in your phone, you know, get his digits, instead of his first name, put something like pause or breathe. So when his name pops oh. up, I know, there's a good one. Take that one home. I'm going to drop the mic. I can't. Ah. Uh, it's suspended. <laughs> it's suspended. Uh, but you know what I mean? Like just put a little, so I would do that for my mom when she was driving me crazy. I would put breathe, love, you know, remember compassion. I would write those things. in. Gary right now on my phone, it says hot stuff. <laughs> so when, and I change it all the time. I'm like sexy as hell. I, I put different things. Oh, as I as, love that. So when he texts me, that's what comes up, you know, this, Ooh. and I'm remembering. It's funny you say that. That is in part why I actually do not add men's phone numbers and into my phone until we're exclusive, because I don't want to like, like if I just glance at my phone and see an unknown number, I'm like, I'll deal with that later. I don't know who, like that could be anybody. And it, that it does give me that separation from like the like jolt of like, Ooh, I heard from him. (laughs) It's It's funny that you, it's funny that you say that Rourke, because for me, it's the exact opposite where if I glance at my phone and see a number and I know I'm texting with a guy or I'm seeing a guy whose number is not saved, <laughs> then I will be like, oh, it's him. Versus if I just see, like I look down and I see a name and I don't read it, like I, it's too far away to like actually see it. Like then I'll just be like, oh, it's a text message. I have like the exact opposite oh, so brain reaction. Um, but something that I was going to say related to, oh no, I forgot. Uh-oh. It's okay. You'll come back maybe to the setting intention before you go out. Oh yeah. Thanks. Okay. So uh, oh, it's actually related to like your energy coming through. Mm-hmm. 
So sometimes, so I do um, ask me anything is on my Instagram on Fridays, typically, unless I'm like traveling or something. (laughs) And so I always, unless I'm on vacation, I always post the AMA slide. I don't always do them. I don't think, I don't know if anybody's noticed this. Nobody's ever called me out for it. I mean, I I often notice. (laughs) Oh, really? Yeah. I would never say anything to you, but I do notice. So yeah, I don't think no one's ever said anything, but like the reason is because, so this week, I think I might come back to them tomorrow. I have them saved, but on Friday, for whatever reason, I posted the slide. I was going to do my AMAs before I went to play volleyball after work, whatever. I started reading the questions and I was so annoyed with all the questions and not because of the questions. Some of them were objectively annoying, but, but I always get those. I always get shitty things that people say to me in the AMAs, like people like shit on me in the ask me anything question box. Oh my God. Wild behavior. It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Terrible. People who don't follow me, like people who just, well, that's usually it. Yeah. They're just, but it's crazy. I'm like, you don't follow me. So you have, you have sought out my story that the odds of you finding this AMA are are very low. If you don't usually seek out my story. So you likely seek out my story on a regular basis. Yep. Of somebody that you clearly don't like. And yeah, they just like use my AMA to shit on me, but that's neither here nor there. That's so weird. I, yeah, it's very weird. Poor I dude. was getting annoyed, but yeah, they're hurt people, hurt people. Right. Um, I was getting annoyed by just normal questions and like having the urge to respond in a very like salty, sarcastic way, which is not my vibe. And I like read a one and I was like about to record and I was like, no, I can't say that. That's mean. I'll go to a different one. And I went to another, then I went to another question. Then I went, went to record and was thinking about what I was going to say. I'm like, no, I can't say that. That's mean. And like, it happened three times in a row. And I realized I'm not in the headspace to do this right now. Yeah. I'm not going to do this. Step back and so if, if you ever notice that I did not do an AMA that week, it's because when I went to do it, I was not in the right headspace and I didn't like the way that my energy was going to come across. Love and it. so I put it down for later. And sometimes I come back to it and sometimes I don't. I love it. I love it. Imagine doing this with everything. Mm. Imagine just really being in our, you know, world and really being so aware, again, mindful of our energy, of what we're bringing. And I will say too, that I want everyone to be the dominant vibration in the room. Meaning that like, I'll hear... I'll hear someone say, um, oh, I was in a great mood. And then my, my boyfriend came home and he was in a bad mood. So then I was in a bad mood. Now I'm in a bad mood. And I'm like, why isn't he in a good mood? Cause you were in a good mood. Why doesn't that prevail? Why mm. is it a given that a yeah. bad mood or I was fine. And then, you know, I carpool with this guy and then he's just talking shit the whole time. And then I'm so exhausted by the time I get to the place. It's like, yeah, why, why aren't you driving it? Why are you letting this? That's codependency at its like highest. So we don't, we don't want to do that. So be again, but you have to get your vibration together. That 50 million million, right? That 11 million versus that 50 bits. You got to get that together and setting intention is really the best way to do it. And if you set your time, you know, the reminder on your phone for three times a day to be mindful mm-hmm. and then just use that time to set intention. It's my intention to be really mindful in the next, till the alarm goes off again. It's my intention to be, to look for ways to be compassionate. It's my intention to be fun. It's my, you know, every day before I go home and I'll do it again, anytime before I walk in my home, I stop in my car or if I'm walking or whatever I'm doing, I stop and I set intention. I just, 
it, I call it the 18 second shift because I have timed it because I'm that anal and insane. And it takes <laughs> an average of 18 seconds. And if you don't have 18 seconds, I can't help you. Like, I don't, I'm not sure what else to say anymore. And, but I will tell you this, it's amazing. Cause I used to come in cause I'm such a type A and I'd get in the house and be like, where are the kids? Who's walked the dog? Is homework done? You know, is this done? Who's got dinner going? Right. I'm mm-hmm. like ordering and you know, you'd be shocked to hear that people don't like that. <laughs> they don't like, they don't like it when you come in and start, you know, and granted, I, I, I'm just trying to get things done, you know, on the list. Cause I have, you know, so much that has to happen instead of I'll set an intention to be of service when I walk in the house or to be fun or to be patient, patient, usually the one, cause I'm very impatient. And I will tell you, this is amazing. My son, my teenage son has called me out and he's right every time. And I don't know how he does this, but he'll say to me, did you not stop the car before you came in? And oh, wow. Right every little shit. He's right. Every time it pisses me <laughs> off. I want to start to go, so I stopped the car, little asshole, you know, like calling me up, but he's right. I, when I forget if I come a different way or, you know, if I just came in the house, he can feel again, that 11 million bits that I'm a little controlling. I'm a little bit impatient. Even when I think I'm being kind of mindful, it's a different energy wow. and they pick up. So you really, again, everyone picks up on it that you pick up on other people, they pick up on you and you want to, so set that intention for how you want to be in that next little section and really set intention to be that dominant vibration so that, you know, anybody, if you've ever been to a rock concert, you know what this is like, or a, or a live game or something, you know, right. The vibration, like everyone comes up to that vibration, right? Like you, you know, you can't not be just so excited when that happens. Yeah. And that's, that's that, that's what that is. That's, that's body synchronizing. We, we, this is physics. This is what happens when things get near each other. They start to synchronize together. The vibration starts to synchronize the same. So, but again, have them synchronize to you instead of you to them and you'll be much happier. So even if you're on that bad date, (laughs) you know, you can like, I don't know. You can lean in and have some fun. I've been on some horrible dates. I've been on some dates where I remember one guy told me I had old hands and he was asking, yeah, what? Yeah. Oh my God. And by the way, I was like 30 at the time. And he said, uh, how old are you really? You said you were 30. Like he wasn't believing me. What an That's asshole. insane. You know I mean? And I know it's so great. And so I like, and if I'm, cause I practice what I preach, I was really noticing. And I thought, wow. And I, I go, really? Like, is this the conversation you want to have with me? Really? <laughs> Love that. Very lovingly, like calmly, like, like really? And, and he said, well, I don't know. I'm just asking. Cause you know, people lie. And I said, so you think I'm a liar? Like you're just sitting there looking for ways. I'm not telling the truth. Is that happening? Cause I don't even know how to comment on the hand thing. I don't even know. He goes, well, I see you're not defending it. I said, I don't even know how to talk to that. I said, sounds like we should just end the date you know, clearly you think I'm happy. a liar. Then what are we doing? Clearly, yeah. You're not happy with me. I don't look the way you want. Something is happening. And he said, well, no, no, I didn't say that. You know, then he got all whatever he's oh, yeah, no, you're beautiful. You're this. And I, and I said, no, it's okay. It's good that we see it. It's all good. It's all good. Yeah. Let's, let's just go. And I just Amazing. put down money and I left, you know, I was like, I, and he said, well, our dinner's got, I said, I don't need dinner. It's all good. Like me and my old hands are going to go eat something. Else. My old hands are going to no, on something later. I, I, it was just the oddest thing, but I just sort of leaned into it. I thought, let me just lead it. Like, yeah, that's a very clever way to handle that. Well, or maybe, that. Cause maybe he would have said something that would have been interesting. I don't know. 
I, I wasn't sure. I didn't know what he meant. I, I was really confused. So I just, again, if you just kind of lean in and we don't have to take it so personally, this clearly wasn't about me. You know, this guy had issues galore, clearly of his own, God bless him. And I just didn't have to be part of that or feel bad about it or defend myself or justify or anything else. And just, I didn't also have to sit through a bad date. Like, yeah, we're I, we- I like to ask people, what, what did you mean by that? Like, or be like, I, I'm a little confused. Can you explain what you meant by that? Yeah, that's nice. Uh, and then they have to explain their shitty thing that they said. And and then they like, kind of like realize in real time as they're saying uh-huh. it out loud, they're like, oh, I, oh, oh. Yeah. <laughs> or they don't. And then they just double down on being an, like yeah. one of the two options. Right. But like, there was a recent conversation I was having on a date where I'm part of a book club and the guy was being extremely condescending. What I don't think he realized it though about women in book clubs oh like he was like I just don't understand what you talk about when you talk about the book like you talk what do you like all sit around in a circle and like talk about the like themes of the book and the characters that you liked and I'm like uh-huh. yes <laughs> yes yes like what do you what, like we we'd previously been talking I'd be about like no who- we cast spells right like he, I was like, what do you, like, let's say you and your friends, you like movies. Let's say you and your friends are discussing the latest, like, I don't know, fucking whatever, Marvel movie. Do you that you then discuss what you liked about it and what you didn't and the special effects are like, whatever. That's what we're doing, but it's just written down on a page. <laughs> and he's like, oh, you like drinking wine? I'm like, Yeah. Are we ha- we're having cocktails right now. Like, what do you, Jesus. what do you mean by this? Like, what I are you trying offer to say? you to actually stop and go to the meaning and just stop yeah. and just really, instead of even trying to explain or make him see, cause it's not about that. It's well, that's what, why, that's why yeah, I asked, what, what are you mean? trying to get across right now? Yeah. And so it sounds and, like in you that need book clubs, right. And in that moment I said, like, I'm confused. Yeah. That was why great. Are you a- why are you asking me this? And he's like, well, I just don't understand. I've never been part of a book club. I'm like, okay. Like, that's not how you were. That's not really what you were doing though. And good. You said that. Yeah. Oh, good. Yeah. There it is. Just speak directly to it. Just like yeah. how it came across. I'm not sure what you were looking to do. It felt like you were being condescending. Maybe I'm off. Just can you explain to me what you were trying to do? Yeah. And yeah. you know, I love, I'm curious. <laughs> And yeah, I, yeah. I am curious though. I'm not trying to catch anybody. I'm that's the thing. I'm not trying to go like, fuck you. And you know, no, I'm, I'm actually, I'm like an actually... Asshole. yeah. And I, I agree. I think you're the same. It's like, I'm really curious. And I'll say, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm curious. I, I don't understand at all. Like, give me more, tell me more about what you don't understand about a book club or tell me more about is another one of my favorites. Um, but, or is this important to you? Mm-hmm. One of my other favorite ones, like, cause you know, sometimes on a date you're talking about stuff and you're thinking, why are we talking about this? Like, are we that desperate for conversation that we're, <laughs> that we're talking about what book clubs do? Like, is this what we're, you know what I mean? So yeah. sometimes I would say that, like, are we, you know, is there anything else you'd rather talk about? I, a couple times have responded to like TikTok troll comments not necessarily troll comments, but just mean questions with like, what significance would that answer hold for you? That's like good. when they, when they ask me things that I think are kind of shitty. Yeah. And I want to know like, what, why is that relevant is really what I'm asking, but I'm yeah. like, what, what significance are you placing on the answer? So of that nice. Question? So nice. So nice. 
Dana, my but, assistant always is like, don't answer the trolls. I, I put up, a, I um, I put up a, re- a reel, I think it was about how people sometimes are, are uh, gaslighting and don't realize it. Um, you know, we say things sometimes that we don't realize it's, it's a little gaslighty. We're not trying to be, we're not, you know, purposely doing anything, but it's yeah. kind of a learned thing in our society, you know, sometimes to dismiss what people are saying or, you know, uh, can't you just, you know, just in a sentence makes me crazy. Like, well, can you just do this thing? Can you, can you just, can you just, can't you just, it's like, it's, it's a little gaslighty. It's like saying it's not a big deal, even though I know it's a big deal. Cause I don't want to do it. You know, the person <laughs> has told to make, you it's a big deal. Yeah, You know what I mean? Like it's a thing going on. So I did some little reel about it, you know, and it had like, I don't know, 30,000 feet, whatever it was. It had like a lot of thing. And I see yeah. all these comments and I never look and I made the mistake. I'm like, I wonder what people said. <laughs> and it was like, she's not even a psychologist. I don't, they were like lying, you know. Oh she, my God. Motivation oh, yeah. speaker. She doesn't know. And this is ridiculous. And I'm thinking, oh, there's a bunch of gaslighters answering. Like, oh my, like, right? Like, who else would be that upset about what I said? I, I think you would, most people would go, oh, do I do that? I wonder. Like, huh. I, that's what I did when I started thinking about it. But people get really, you know, and that's, and I just, and I was, I was just, I just stepped, I think, oh, just stop looking, just step away. Yep. Take yeah. a breath. When, when they get yeah. out of control that way, then you know, like kind of have to, this has been such a lovely <laughs> and like wandering, but in the best way conversation, we've like definitely covered closure, but also like so much other cool stuff. Yeah. But- yeah. Yeah. No, this, this took like a this took a journey that I wasn't expecting. And I like, I liked every part of it. Oh, yeah. Good. I was I fully too. on board. Yeah. Fully on board. I had no idea what time it was just chatting away. Okay. Oh, let's, oh let's no, you're off. totally fine. Um, so Abby, before we sign off, let our listeners know where they can find you. Oh, you know, the best way is just my website, abbymedcalf.com, which I'm sure you'll link to in your stuff. And absolutely. You can follow me on social or whatever. There's all kinds of things. There's a you know, the podcast is everything's there. Articles, lots of free stuff. Um, and there's a learned optimism jumpstart workshop that is free, totally free. You don't even have to put in a credit card, you know, nothing. It's free. It's on the shop page, but it's totally free. (laughs) I know people think I'm so not sleazy. I don't know how else to say that. Like it's really free. Like there's no Um, hidden thing here. No hidden thing. And it's a hour long. It's like a little training and it's me training you and you take the actual optimism test. It's really a great thing that would probably be helpful to me when people are dating and trying to figure this out. And where am I in things? You know, do I see things kind of negatively in ways I don't need to, because you can learn to be more optimistic. There's a lot of good research Mm. about it. So that, you know, I I just thought of that. I, I, as we're talking, I think that would be such a fun thing that people, it's fun, isn't it? It's fun to take a test and like, you that. And you score it, I score it with you and I explain all the answers and I do a little thing on optimism and pessimism and just sort of can help, I think, jumpstart where people want to be. And it's again, totally free. You don't have to <laughs> no, that sounds it. super fun. You don't have to follow uh, me anywhere to get it. Uh, that's amazing. Well, thank you so much. This was incredible. I know our listeners are going to feel the same. Yay. Oh, thank you. It was wonderful.